persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. I am your co-host, Mambo, and we got your host, Jason, in the house. What is up, Jason? Mambo, what's up, brother? Happy Thursday, man. Almost there. Yes. Uh, ready for this uh, time change that's about to go down? I know, man. I'm ready for it to stop going down, man. I thought we like passed laws and all these things about it stop happening, and then every year, same old thing, it comes around, and it throws everybody off. Well, it, it definitely throws everyone off, but uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, this <laughs> one, you get your extra hour of sleep, right? Yes, yeah, yes. So it'll fall back, so Saturday we'll be able to grab an extra hour. So that is the one good thing, but I, I, I'll look forward to the day then when they finally uh, go through with it and just leave it the same. Yeah, and the weather's changing. That's a, another plus for me. Dude, you ain't lying. It was freezing today. Day, man yeah. it's freezing i was at the gym at five in the morning we were running 200 meter sprints outside it was cold as hell it i'd rather like, deal with cold than than heat me me too it depends on the it depends on the setting though like running outside in the cold i'd rather run outside it when it's super hot nah, versus cold. hell no 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 the cold air hits your lungs <laughs> different man i don't know i don't know i i, I prefer it a little warm but, all right man so yeah. uh, we got another de- dope episode for you guys today and uh we got some more dope guests and uh wh- who do we have today oh yeah a couple of great guests at the yellow table today's guests are absolute powerhouses whether they are in the gym or at the business table he's a high performance fitness coach dedicated to motivating humans to reach their fitness goals she's a hard-working self-made entrepreneur with a passion for fitness and a desire to help everyone look their best while moving. Together, they are the owners of the incredible luxury activewear brand, Majesty Fit. We have Spencer Chasen and Andrea Ramos at the yellow table. How you guys doing? Great. Thank you so much for having us. Thank yeah, you. definitely. Of course. Uh, I'm happy that you guys found some time to get out of your busy day. We know how how tough it is to be navigating a business on top of fitness, on top of other jobs and all that. So thanks for finding some time to come to Yellow Table and chop it up with us and get to know you better. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. I, like I said, I'm excited to, to have a conversation with you guys. I've been checking out your gear online. It's amazing. You've brought these really dope hats for us. So thank you for that. Um, but I, uh, let's start off with when was Majesty Fit founded? When you guys get started so we officially started in 2019 we were in 2019 we actually started with resistance bands so we kind of started you know we met at the gym Mm -hmm. so we met at the gym um we started with resistance bands and then we always kind of wanted to do clothing that was always part of our plan and uh yeah we started off in 2019 okay awesome what what made you guys land on resistance bands to to start off I think it was just, you know, I, I'm come from a personal training background. Okay. So I use resistance bands a lot. There's something that kind of regardless of where anyone's at in their fitness journey, they can be used. So we thought, okay, what's sort of the easiest way for us to start where we can make the biggest difference? And that's kind of where we landed. Definitely. That, yeah. That's a good, that's a good spot to start too. And I hear 2019 and right now with life, I'm always thinking of like, pre-COVID, post-COVID. So, I mean, that was perfect. I'm sure people were lining up at the door for resistance bands once everybody had to start doing home training. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was a really good time for us for having, uh, for half uh, bands. Uh-huh. Uh, and we saw out. And oh, they, really? Yes. For the COVID time, we saw out. So we were like, what are we, we going to do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you, I don't think anybody could fully plan for COVID. Not only the selling out, I'm sure it wasn't that easy for you guys to restock after that either. Oh, yeah. Right. That was, uh, it was kind of funny. We, um, 
Because we sold our bands on Amazon primarily. Oh, okay. So they sold out even quicker because everyone's buying on Amazon. Yeah, that's where I went. I mean, that's where I, sti- yeah. that's where I still go, especially when you're told you can't leave the house. I mean, yep. definitely you're going to go to Amazon. They kind of yep. had that one cornered. So Yeah, so we, uh, we purposefully ordered bulk, like a huge amount, right? And so we were like, okay, we're, we got enough bands for a long time. Yep. Uh, a lot of run room. And then, you know, I think, what, three weeks mm-hmm. into COVID, we were selling out. And... At first it was great. And then it was like, you know, two weeks into it, we were like, we're going to be, we're going to be out. You know, we have, we have no stock. Yeah. We don't really know what to do. And then, so we tried putting it in like, uh, you know, we tried to manufacture more and the supply chain was fully backed up. So oh, I can imagine. Um, so then we kind of pivoted to clothing, which was already our plan the whole time. And it, it kind of worked out well that way. Yeah. Cool. So is that is that kind of when you pivoted right there at the start? Once the resistance bands were sold out, you guys had more time and more bandwidth to work on the clothing. Yeah, yeah. So we, I th- want to say we launched our first clothing line in June yeah. of of twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. So we launched uh, shirts for men and a set for women, and yeah. So we kind of had the whole because I think everything everything locked down about mid March. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. had the whole kind of three month span to kind of prepare and everything into production and all that stuff yeah well that had to be that had to be challenging though to try and find the means to if, if you're having trouble getting resistance bands it's got to be incredibly hard to start a clothing line what was like the hardest obstacle for you guys while you guys were designing these clothes you know i think that the hardest obstacle was was just sales you know because we're we're competing against uh, primarily online clothing brands yep. that you know when covid happened those took off because everyone's buying clothes online rather than in stores. So um, the easiest way to get sales would have been through stores, but everything was closed. Nobody's going right? to stores. Yeah. 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 So um, th- I think that was our biggest obstacle was was finding new customers when we were like a brand new brand. So yeah. that was definitely our biggest thing. Yeah. I can imagine. I, I, I personally have been checking out your guys' collection online, and I have to tell you, it's fantastic. I love all Thank the different you. color Thank options you. that you have. Um, so where did where did the passion, you said you always had the idea of going through fitness. Which one of you had the passion to start an apparel line? It's not something that every person always thinks of when they're going to start a business. Yeah, I, I think both of us. Yeah, like I always wanted to have my own business. Okay. So I met him, and then he is into, like, training. And we were like, okay, let's have a business, but something that we like, something that we share. So we said, like, Majesty Fit, just clothing and bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and I would say, um, from my point of view, what was always really interesting is, for the longest time for guys, like women have always had sort of a style and like a, a trending kind of thing when it comes to working out. Totally. That's what I was going to say when she's saying fitness. I know that, you know, usually females, the first thing you're going to think mm-hmm. of when you're going to the gym is like, all right, what am I going to look like when I'm at the gym? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the longest time for guys, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, totally. I would I would go to the gym in two-year-old shorts and like a, a tour t-shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, Something exactly. like that. Whatever. And, it's like just whatever yeah. they're going to let me in the door wearing and uh, go right. get my workout in. Right. And we actually met at the gym because I started personal training at the gym she went to. Okay. So that was kind of the first time I actually was like, okay, I, I got to care about what I'm wearing because I want to look good when I'm at work, you know? And that kind of gave me the the idea of, okay, you know, maybe we could kind of change the landscape a little bit and make it a little more popular for men and women to care about what they're looking like and, and stuff like that and be comfortable with what they're wearing and, and that type of thing. 
Yeah, 100%. And that's a, and I feel like that's the perfect market to get into right now. I feel like gym apparel is really taking off to where, like, I know for me personally, uh, probably 70% of my apparel line right now is all some form of like fitness clothes. And then yeah. since I don't work at a gym, the other 30% is what I have to wear when I, when I go to work and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a great, great brewery stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like that's my work clothes. It's like <laughs> I wear I wear some brewery propaganda to 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 work, and then uh, then definitely apparel stuff for the gym. And it is and it is nice to look good when you work out. Like, mm-hmm. have you found that uh, since you since you started personally training people and you had the apparel going, did you feel like people were more motivated to work out when they have like good fitting, good looking clothes on? Totally, from yeah. my experience, yeah. Um, it's, it's really interesting. I've, I've actually had, I have a couple clients in particular who I kind of started training when they didn't have any experience whatsoever. And, and they kind of, you know, you could tell they just came to the gym wearing normal clothes and stuff. And then they ended up buying some of the clothes from our brand. And you can just almost see kind of the long-term transformation, not just in their body and their physical capabilities, yep. but in their comfort as well. And, you know, now they wear the clothes, not just our brand's clothes, but whatever they wear with much more confidence and, and stuff like that. So Hell yeah. I think what you're wearing goes, goes a long way. You know, if, if you're feeling comfortable, you are able to perform better and, and all that type of stuff. So yeah, then it, then it helps your, then it helps your confidence and all that. So who comes up with the designs? Who's the mastermind behind designing the clothes? Well, um, we have like some companies that they provide us like some like designs uh-huh. and we choose and when we don't like something we just make little change. Okay. But but yeah. Yeah, so she she's basically referring to like the manufacturers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll have manufacturers that are like, "Hey, you know, these are what we think of are going to be the upcoming styles and trends and stuff like Definitely. that." And so we also have our own designs that we like. Mm-hmm. And so we've gone to manufacturers and said, hey, can you make this? Can you change the material this way? And and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of a combination. So it's it's a little bit of everything in terms of how we choose the designs. But I, I wouldn't say one of us is the uh, is the mastermind. We're, we're definitely very collaborative on that. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's I, I feel like that's that. what makes a good business partnership, though. Like if you don't have yeah. a working, a true working relationship where you can actually work out the details, like when something doesn't look right or fit right. And you both feel the capability to say, nah, I don't like that. No, I want to change that. That's when it's actually going to work out. That's when you guys are going to reach the pinnacle. So it seems like you guys have that. And by, by looking at your footprint online, I mean, the website looks great. And I'm looking at this hat. The logo is fantastic i think it fits great did you guys did you guys kind of work that together yes yep Mm -hmm. yeah we had a um we had a graphic designer and so we i mean we almost came up with that exact thing on our Mm -hmm. own that's cool yeah we sent it to the designer and he's like he kind of put it on paper for us and then we said okay we want to make these little changes but yeah we 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 uh that was what the first week we yes. started the business. We were in Sharkies. Yeah, we, we went to Sharkies yes. and we got food, and then we just okay, let's come up with a logo. So yes, Steve, yeah. there's a shout out to Sharkies. I got a buddy of mine. He like okay. he like religiously loves Sharkies, yeah. and he listens to the show. So I think he's gonna get it. Yeah, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get a kick out of the business starting in Sharkies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the the logo was born. So yeah, hell yeah. yeah, that's so cool. How about the name Majesty Fit? How did you guys land on Majesty Fit? I really think it's a great name. Thank you. Um, I think we, we love the idea of, of kind of a royalty type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was always on our mind. You know, we obviously it wanted, we wanted to be focused on fitness. So, you know, we love the idea of the name fit in there. Um, 
we were throwing around a couple things. Like we threw threw around royalty, we threw around like majestic and stuff like that, and we kind of just landed on Majesty Fit. It, it kind of, you know, it kind of rolls off the tongue, yeah, so to speak. So it it's, does, yeah. Heck yeah, that's 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 real. That's really cool, and I, I I like to see that you kind of came out of the pandemic successful. You know, one thing that me and Mambo have noticed uh, starting this show in the pandemic, it's like you think during those times you're gonna get like a lot of negative stories about how hard things are and stuff like that, and you hear about the you hear about the struggles, like you guys running out of your first uh, your first stock, and um, I mean, I I thought of when you said it, like. Yeah, and we got all these orders in. How were you guys shipping them? Were you shipping them yourselves too? No, or like, how did that work? Well, for this, for the bands. Yeah, like the bands. When I first heard the story, I was like, they were already on on Amazon. Oh, so they yes. were distributed yes. for you. Yeah, right. I was, I was like picturing you guys like right. scrambling around, <laughs> boxing up all these bands like crazy because I could only imagine like how the business changes like mm. overnight like that. So that's great that the infrastructure was already there. Um, but what I was getting at, you have the struggles of trying to start up a brand, sourcing out all these manufacturers and things of that nature through COVID. And here you are, and uh, it looks like you guys are doing really damn good for yourselves. Uh, what do you think those main struggles were, though, uh, during the COVID times and during not even necessarily COVID related, but just as new business partners starting up a new business? Um, well, to start off with COVID, it's it's kind of funny because I don't know if you felt this way. We never really talked about this, but... Um, it's almost funny because we we started growing after COVID a mm -hmm. bit and we kind of looked at that as like the norm. And then as things started opening up more and we started like getting more exposure and stuff like that, we started growing quite a bit more. Oh, really? And so after after COVID is when you guys really saw, saw a spike in sales. Right, yes. right. So because we were going to like gyms, that's actually how, uh, you know, we set this up is we met at a gym. So uh, we started doing gyms, tables at gyms, stuff like that. And so it was almost as if the norm for us in the beginning was like COVID because that's when we launched. Yeah. So for us, that wasn't so much like a struggle. That was just kind of the norm at first. And then, you know, when things started to get better, it was like, okay, this seems more more normal, right? Sales are more regular and, and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. So that was that was a cool little thing to see. Yeah, yeah. to actually see the the difference from what the business actually the true business model because I mean mm. you had the you had the the pandemic model and then you got to actually see, you know, this thing that you worked so hard for actually take off and right. truly truly see that dream fully come through. Mm. Um, so what what would you say uh, for both of you? This is a question for both of you. What is your favorite piece of apparel that you guys offer? What's your favorite launch so far that you guys have uh, put out there? Andrea, that's, that's you first. Tough, yeah. You first. What's your favorite piece of Majesty fit to wear? For me right now is the last collection that is the is named Vibe Collection. Okay. The bra is so beautiful, and the back the, it has a very cute design in the back, and the chores are just beautiful, and it feels so so soft. Okay. So a lot of people say that it, it feels like a Lululemon. Okay. But we don't have the price of Lululemon, so it's way <laughs> that's better. That's a good combo. Yeah. That's a good combo. Yeah. You get the Lulu quality without the Lulu prices. Yes. That's, mm -hmm. that's that's a good business model right there. I think that's what I saw on your website currently when I went on there. Like That's what I mentioned. The colors were so vibrant. They just mm -hmm. really popped. So, I mean, it caught my eye. But uh, how about you, Spencer? You know, being a fitness being a fitness coach, you know, you got a pretty big presence on Instagram where you're doing a lot of uh, videos and reels for your mm -hmm. uh, athletes and stuff. So what, what's, the, what's your favorite piece of apparel to wear 
Yeah. So for what, first of off, I'll agree with her for the women's. Um, I think the, the top for that and the material is just so nice. We, you know, it's the type of thing where people see it from like, like we did an expo recently and okay, cool. you know, people would be walking by like 20 feet away and they would see the top and they would immediately turn and come look at it. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, but as far as what I wear, probably the joggers I'm wearing right now, um, you guys can probably agree with this to some extent, but a lot of the time when you're wearing joggers, let's say you're going to do a squat or you're sprinting or something like that, um, you you run into some sort of movement like restriction, restriction yeah, right? Definitely. Where it gets tight in the knees or tight in the hips or yeah. it starts to you know fall down a little bit or something like that. Uh, these, first off, are insanely soft. And then second, there's 100% movement like capability. So no matter what you're doing, you can like, you have full movement. It's, it's just, it's perfect. So that's kind of exactly what we wanted to design the brand around is not just look good, but we wanted it to be able to perform good as well. Yeah. So you want so. it to be functional. Yeah. Cause exactly. I can agree with your joggers a hundred percent. Cause I have a, I have like two pairs of under armor joggers mm-hmm. that I, that I love wearing, but I can't actually work out in them. Like I can right, coach, right. I can coach my son's baseball and do all that stuff in them. But if I full on wear them to a gym for a full on, uh, like CrossFit style workout or something, they're the most annoying things in the world <laughs> yeah. to freaking but wear. But you look good. But yeah, they, <laughs> right, I, mean, they right. do, I mean, they do look good. I like, <laughs> right. I like them. I like them. So I'm not knocking the look on under armor, but the functionality is not as not there so that's cool right. that that your guys's joggers are able to actually fit those like i said cold weather workout mornings like we're going through right now um yep. so everybody out there listening right now if they wanted to check out majesty fit to kind of see your guys's apparel what's the easiest way for them to find you right now easiest way is just majestyfit.com um we're we're on social media we're on instagram tiktok uh we we focus a little more on instagram so a lot of our like models we work with and stuff like that we do through Instagram. But yeah, the easiest way is just majestyfit.com. We actually just relaunched our website, so we kind of redesigned it. It was a little bit, uh, it was functional in the past, you know, mm-hmm. but we kind of wanted to make it a little more kind of show off everything and stuff like that. So I'll be honest with you. I checked it out when I was kind of doing my prep mm-hmm. for the show and it, it flows really good. So yeah, to find you. out that you guys just redid that, you did a good job. I, I was really, you. I was really impressed with the functionality and just with, as you're scrolling through it, how it just kind of moves with you, you know, yes. and it gives mm-hmm. you the picture instead of you have to go look for it. It just shows you it. So exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely shows off that vibe collection you yeah. got right now. Andre. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, so that, that's really cool. And you mentioned you do expos. Do you guys try to, do you guys try to get out there in the, public and if so what what events do you guys usually look to go to yeah so that's been uh that's been something post-covid right Mm -hmm. so that was something that really kind of helped us boost our growth a little bit was you know the first couple however many months like six nine months of of our business we were kind of trapped in in just online and that's it right must have been so hard how are you guys even getting your name out there like were you just like you know, just it had to be social media. I'm yeah. imagining yeah, was your best way. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it at first. But just, I'm learning. Like, I'm, it's tough to really. It's social. It's not like you just go on social media and post a picture, and then everybody mm-hmm. in the world sees it. Like, it just doesn't right. work like that. So, I can imagine it had to be incredibly tough. Yeah, we had. I mean, we would have days where we just sat for hours, and we were like, "All right, how." you know, this is what the Instagram algorithm does. You <laughs> oh, know? Yeah. And, and trying to like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> trying to how, crack how the algorithm. take advantage of this? Uh-huh. And, you know, so, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we do, we've been doing expos. We've done two. So we did the LA Fit Expo, which was in May. Okay, is that where you met Anissa? Or is that how you got in contact with us? Is that we, got, we got in contact with her through a table at LA Fitness. Oh, okay, cool. So 
so we do that as well. We do that usually a couple times a month at the Newbury Park. Oh, um, awesome. So that's how we met. That's how we got in contact with you guys and, and stuff like that. So we do gyms. Um, and then, but the, yeah, the big expos are kind of something we're trying to focus a little more on now. So we did a Legion Sports Fest, which is in Reno. Oh, cool. So we did that, that about sounds a like month a good time. ago. Yeah, it was, it honestly, it was fascinating because it's kind of primarily a bodybuilding show, but then they have like, I forget what the, what it's called. It's like a combat sport where oh. people dress in like medieval, yes. like little, literal armor. And then they like hack away at each other. It's it's crazy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of it. So it's it's a step up from like the Renaissance Fair. I'm taking it. Oh yeah, it? it's like actual full on combat, like straight sport. up night shit, not like <laughs> yeah. medieval times dinner with the kids. Like no, they're they're going like, they're going for yeah, it. Yeah, we thought. I mean, we thought it was like uh, kind of for a fun thing. Yeah. And then you look at it, and they're like, it's they're like, at it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. And they even like it's even like uh, like hand to hand too. So like they'll like drop their weapons and like tackle each other and stuff. It's <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Shoot, it's yeah. wild, yeah. Wow. Sounds so, like a good time. So that combo with a bodybuilding competition sounds like a good... A bunch of stuff, yeah. There yeah. was a huge... Um, you guys do CrossFit, right? Yeah, yeah, we're CrossFit gym. So there was a huge... Uh, I think the biggest event there was CrossFit. Yes. Oh, right? really? Yeah, so our t our booth was right next to the CrossFit area. And That's they had perfect. a huge, like, yeah. They crossfitters crossfit like to look thing. good while we CrossFit. So yeah. I'm yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> How, how'd you guys do at the expo? Did you get a... Get a got a a lot of good feedback. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we kind of didn't know what to expect with that. Yeah. Um, because they basically invited us to that from the LA Fit Expo. So oh, okay. We, we met them through the LA Fit Expo. Networking, man. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It really That's is. That's how we got on here. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Um, so we kind of didn't know what to expect. You know, we had never really heard of the show, and it ended up being really, really good. Yeah, we were very satisfied with it, and we got to meet a lot of people that, you know, have given us great feedback and even some like return purchasers. So they bought something at the show Beautiful. and then went and bought something online. So nice. yeah, it, it went really well. I noticed that when you speak of like return purchasing, I noticed that you guys also have an ambassador program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I mean, I, maybe I'm just out of touch, but I've never heard of that before. And I thought that was a really cool way to kind of get people excited about your brand on an own personal level. Like if I actually liked it, there's something I could do about it. Tell me a little bit more about the ambassador program. Yeah, so the ambassador program is is really cool. It it kind of gives us a chance to, you know, work with a lot more people rather than having someone like right under us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have athletes who kind of do whatever they want, right? It's they just go to the gym and if they're wearing something, they they post it, you know, and yeah. they and they talk about it and stuff like that. So, it's been pretty cool and in from our business perspective, it works really well because we have sort of a constant flow of, of content that we're getting from people. It gets a free marketing out of it. Right. Yes. So it gives us, you know, because it takes a lot, as I'm sure you guys know, it takes a lot to like set up a photo shoot and edit all your stuff and cut it into reels or pictures or whatever. It takes and so, a lot, a, a lot, lot of work. Time. Yeah. And so this uh, ambassador program gives us a chance to collaborate in a much more efficient way. Um, and it also gives more people a chance to work with us. So... You know, it's like we met a guy, the combat sport I was just talking about. We uh, met a guy there. He asked if he could be an ambassador. So we're going to start working with him now. So that's great. And then there's, there's perks for the ambassadors too, correct? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there's like a rewards program or something set up for him. Yeah. So they, I mean, the main one is they get commission. Yep. So they get, they get a code that uh -huh. works on our website. So they get commissioned through that. And so it's then, like a code, like, let's say I'm one of your ambassadors. Mm -hmm. I would get a code, you know, Jason Majesty Fit, whatever. Let's just say that that's what it is. And then 
if it tracks basically any sales that I generate by yep. people using that code. Yes. Yep. And then you will get commission off of anyone that uses that code. So, Genius. Yeah. I mean, everybody so, wants a side hustle nowadays. Right, so yeah. it's like perfect. You know, like there's so many options out there for, for side hustles. Like mm -hmm. uh, I have family coming to visit this weekend, like I was telling you, Mambo. And uh, my sister's boyfriend is like where they're driving to the airport or whatever. He's already got like side hustles set up there for like DoorDash and things like that. So he's wow. going to, because it's, oh, like wow. it's like a two hour drive out there. So you drive mm -hmm. out there and then he's going to, since it's a bigger city in Indianapolis, it's like knock out a few side jobs while you're there and then drive back and pay <laughs> for, not? yeah, pay Good for the idea. whole trip. Yeah. But that that's really cool that everybody wants to be an influencer now nowadays, mm -hmm. and that's a that's a way for even smaller people that don't have a large following to you know get some get some kickbacks too. Yeah, and I mean, there's in addition, there's other like benefits, like they get like a um, like for example, if they spend over a hundred on our store, we uh -huh. throw in something for free. Oh, cool. Um, we get like in the future, we want to do a full on like sponsored athlete program where we're actually going to potentially offer like a salary and that type of thing. So. Anyone who's an ambassador right now would get kind of first come, first serve consideration for that. Dope. Um, and then additionally, we've um, a lot of our ambassadors who are local, those are kind of the first people we go to for content. So for if we're going to do a photo shoot or a video shoot or something like that, um, they're always like very willing to help out and stuff like that. So it's it's been it's very mutually beneficial for, you know, us and everyone who's an ambassador. So, That's good. I yeah. think it's a smart tactic too, to keep it local at first mm -hmm. too. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like dominate this market, find, find your niche in this market, find your people, you know, and then let them expand with you too. So that's totally. a solid strategy. And, uh, Speaking of, of expanding and, and moving on, uh, Andrea, you're originally from Columbia, correct? Yes. That's, that's incredible. So, so tell me a little bit about uh, growing up in Colombia. What was that like for you? What part of Colombia are you from? Uh, I'm from a city named Villavicencio, which is not very known. Okay. Uh, but, of course, Colombia is beautiful. Uh -huh, it I is. love my country. Uh, but I always wanted to come here. Okay. So I was like... America. Yeah, American, <laughs> yeah. American dream. You, want to, you already had that entrepreneur mind. So I came here with my sister uh, like seven years ago. Wow, so only yes. seven years ago mm -hmm. and you're already a wow. business owner. Hell yeah. yeah, good for you, Andrea. And that's it. I came here like as an au pair. I don't know if you know what is that. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not familiar with it, no. It's like you come here as a nanny, and but you live with the family, like the host family. Oh, okay. So it's like a working visa kind of yes. style of a way, but it's a certain way and, to do it. Yeah, but mm -hmm. you also have to study. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, of course, I try to learn English, and mm -hmm. I'm still learning it. But, yeah, that's how. Well, you're off to a great start, honestly, for seven years. English is hard yeah. to learn. It takes us 25 that's years I mean. as, <laughs> as people from this country to learn it. I'm so still I learning. Think, <laughs> I, think you're do, I think you're doing a damn good job, Andrea. Thank you. But I, I feel like I really need more. No, you're doing great. Um, but that, that's really cool. So, But I want to know a little more about the, the city you're from in Colombia. Is it more of a coastal town? Is it inland? Uh, what's, what, what's the scene like there? Uh, my city is like kind of in the middle of Colombia. Okay. And my city is hot. Oh. It's really, really hot. But it doesn't have like a ocean or coast. No, it's just in the middle. Just heat. Yeah, it's hot, <laughs> super hot and humid. It's very similar to Miami's weather. That's why I love Miami. Because okay. Because I feel like, oh. You feel and, at home. Yeah. But you get the ocean too. 
Yes. So it's a, it's yes. a yeah, it's it's a it's a double plus there. You get the weather. Now, now and I the get why she was saying it was cold as soon as she walked in. Here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And always cold. Oh, I'm sure it's yeah. I'm sure it's freezing right here, especially oh. Ventura. Like it never goes really above eighty. So yes. Yeah. So. I'll go over to her house and it'll be like summer and. <laughs> I'll be like, and I'll be like, is the air on? And she'll be like, no. no. I'm like, are you, why are you would sure? I do that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm Especially like, in Thousand I'm Oaks, sweating. it gets yeah. pretty damn hot. Is yeah. that where you're talking about Thousand Oaks yeah. area? Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Summertime there. I mean, you got to have the air on, Andre. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what's the, so other than family and things like that, what's one thing that you always think of uh, in your city in Columbia, where you're from that, that you miss the most? The food. The food? Oh, yes. What, what plate? Give me a dish. Um, there is one name, uh, ternera, uh-huh. which is, um, the baby cow. Okay. Uh, but you cannot find it here because it's very hard to make it because you have to put in like big, big st- sticks uh-huh. and you put the meat in between and then you cook it like in a big fire. Like an open fire. Yes. Damn, that sounds delicious right now. And then it's a lot of like jucan, platano and like potato. We, we are a lot of carbs. We are a lot yes. of carbs. <laughs> but I cannot find this food here. Yeah, that's going to be tough to find because yes. I always loved veal and I feel like veal is like hard to find and that's i'm pretty sure correct me if i'm wrong i'm not exactly a butcher but i think veal is baby cow pretty sure i think it's either baby cows baby something i know that it's <laughs> yeah. and that's why it's harder to find because it's frowned upon now to like because mm. you know the, the process of yes. <laughs> the process of creating yes. it unfortunately you know <laughs> yeah. rubs people the wrong way but that del- that dish sounds delicious it's so good yeah it, the you're making me hungry. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds delicious. So when you came from Colombia, uh, did the the family that you were working with live right here in California? Is- yes, but uh, in San Francisco. Oh, in San Francisco. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. How did you end up here in the 805 in Ventura because County? Because my sister was living in Aurora. Oh, okay. And she was an au pair too. Oh, and cool. I decided to come here because there is too cold for me. Oh yeah, as I say, if you're cold, <laughs> if you're cold here, you're gonna be freezing, you're gonna be dying in San Francisco. Yeah. So since we are twins, we wanted to be together. Oh, wow, so, that's great. Yes. So how long were you guys apart? How long did she live in Agora? Like, when did she come to the country before you? I take it, or I came here on. January and eight months later she came. Okay. But we stayed like that for like two years until I finished the program and she finished the program. So we came together again. Oh, awesome. That's a great story. Do you have a big family? You come from a big family in Colombia? No, I just have another uh, sibling. It's my brother, uh, my dad, my mom. Uh, Just like very... Small family. That's great. Yeah. Uh, that's that's I, I don't have a twin, but I just have I just have <laughs> my one full sister, and yeah, uh, it's it's nice being that close to your siblings. So I'm glad that you guys both get to live live close yeah. to each other again. So it's nice to have that kinship next to each other. Um, you said that you always wanted to own a business. Was it always a clothing business, or what was your first business idea of when you thought about owning a business? Well, since I've been little, I always have business with my sister. Mm-hmm. So. We grew up in a little place, uh, and they had a huge festival. So my dad had a big land. So uh, in, when it was the festival, there were so much uh, motorcycles. Oh, motorcycles. Uh, yes. Okay. Because Colombia has so much motorcycles. Why? Just because of the roads? You need to be able to get around easy with the motorcycles? No, or because the cars are expensive. Oh, <laughs> so the motorcycles yes, are cheap. Yes. Okay. And my hot city is better, right? Uh, True. Get some, get some breeze yes. while you're driving around. You're sweating your ass off in the car. So there wasn't a place to park the motorcycle. So my dad was like, 
take this land and use it. So we started like that. Every single festival, we had a parking for just motorcycles. Oh, so did you live right in the heart of the festival yes. then? So wow. you could just park yes. there and walk? Yes. Genius. That's You're like the OG of like parking my driveway while the county fair is going on. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was really good for us. It was We were like, fuck. Yeah. And then while I was growing up, um, I have like a, another, the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then like a cocktail, uh, like a when you have a pineapple and you yeah, so you everything. make a little cocktail drink yes. for them. Yeah, so we had the parking lot and then a pineapple like place. Hell yeah! Cocktail. So you guys are expanding. Like yes. hey, well, people are parking, <laughs> they'd love to have a nice drink. So yeah, so I was like, since I was little, I was wanted to have something for myself. That's so cool. That's awesome to see that entrepreneurship, like, truly at your heart. Like, I mean, you and your sister are there, like, making cocktails and creating your own parking mm-hmm. lot. And it was probably great for you to learn about, you know, the the fact of money and how hard it was and how hard you have to yes. work to get that money, yes. you know. Um, so that's just, I think that's a great foundation for owning a business. And I could tell that it's it's helping you right now. Thank you. <laughs> Does your sister own a business, too? Is she an entrepreneur? No, but we are working uh, to do another business. Uh, Oh, uh, cool. My sister and a uh, roommate and I, we are like trying to do more for, more for Latinos. We want to like uh, sell sweaters with like Latino phrases. I saw the Columbia one. We the, made that. Yeah, the Columbia one yes. was pretty gangster. I really liked yes. how it looked. That was an awesome look. So that was your guys' design? You came up yes. with that? Yeah, so we are working on that right now. Very cool. I saw yeah. that you put a little caption like project to be coming yes. soon or something. So yes. cool. Good for you ladies. That's awesome. Thank you. That's cool that, that you're invo- like everybody's getting involved, yes. especially like that when it's family or you two have a great relationship, like what I was saying earlier in the show, it just works well like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Spencer, you're an entrepreneur in your own right too, right? As a, as a personal trainer. I mean, I feel like yeah. that's a very hard self-run business to get into. So what drove you to want to be a uh, high-performance uh, fitness trainer? Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of interesting. We were talking about the the other podcast you did in, in regards to like athleticism mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I come from an athletic background um, and it was just kind of, kind of something I, I always just f- saw myself doing. And so I, I kind of just got into it because I just applied and I was like, okay. And I ended up working at, at a gold's gym. So that's, that's how we met actually. And then after a couple years there, actually recently earlier this year, I went off and started to do private training. So, um, yeah, so it's just something I've always had a passion for. And so what was the background in fitness? Were you a sports player growing up? Things like that or? Yeah. Yeah. I I grew up playing hockey. Okay. Hockey. So not, not very normal for Southern California. That's what I was going to say. Are you local to Southern California (laughs) or something like that? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Born and raised in, in Southern California. And, um, uh, my dad took me to, to Kings and Ducks games growing up. So we had like season tickets. So uh, it was just something. I think my first hockey game was when I was like three years old. So hockey is a cool sport to see in person. Very uh, cool. Where I grew up in Trenton, New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, you definitely wouldn't expect there to by the by the lay of the land. You would not expect there to be a hockey team in Trenton, New Jersey, and there is. There's the Trenton Thunder. They're a minor okay. league like hockey affiliate for the NHL, and. Uh, those games are incredibly fun. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten to go to an NHL game. I'm, it's It sounds blasphemous coming out of my mouth because I'm a huge <laughs> sports fan. And we have two that live like right down the freeway and play. Yeah. Uh, but the Trenton Thunder games are so much fun, man. They're so like just seeing the hitting and you can get close to the boards and seeing the action on the ice, man. It had to be intoxicating for, for a young kid to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. It was, I, I fell in love instantly. Yeah. It, there was, there was no question. It was hockey the whole time. I think um, until I was 10, I played like, you know, I played every sport like, uh. like most kids do growing up. And then, yeah, when I hit like 10 or 11, I was like, okay, it's, it's hockey from here on out. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. It's even more fun to play than it is to watch. So I bet yeah. I can't ice skate for shit though. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the key. That's yeah. yeah I'll be gotta, a spectator. Yeah, you gotta yeah. be able to ice skate and that's not my forte. Um, so how did you get, was there like a youth hockey league for you to get in? You said at like 10 years old, so you found one and you just, I mean, was it readily available? Uh, surprisingly, yeah. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say readily available. So there's there's a ice rink in Simi, uh-huh. Simi Valley. So there used to be one here too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up playing actually like right down the free, like a mile or so down yeah. the freeway. Uh, so I grew up playing at those two rinks. Um, and then the, I would say the one kind of barrier to entry is the cost because you're paying for like 50 pounds worth of gear. Um, and then also even just ice time, you know, just it's like, I think 20 bucks per kid for like an hour of ice time. Oh, so you can't even like cut it. They wouldn't cut a deal. Like if you were on a team where you practice for free or something like that. Nope. Nope. So you, <laughs> I think maybe for games, it was free as long as you were like part of the organization team, which you had to pay to be a part exactly, of. Exactly. Yep, so. Exactly. So it's, <laughs> still not free. Yeah. it's still not free. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably the biggest barrier to entry. But besides that, it's, it's actually pretty, you know, like, like we just talked about, there were two rinks that were relatively close. So uh, it wasn't too bad. You yeah. guys probably had a pretty tight bond too. I mean, because there's not that many, I would imagine that many kids in Southern California playing hockey. So it was probably totally. a pretty tight knit group you had. Yeah, very much so. We It was kind of, um, I would say up until about 16 or 17 years old, you kind of play with the same group of guys. Oh, that's pretty and, cool, man. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because everyone gets better together, yeah. you know, so they're, you know, there are different skill levels, different divisions, like triple A, double A, all that stuff. So we would all end up in the same skill division. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. We met a lot of tight knit, uh, friends that, you know, you keep in contact with even after you're done playing and stuff like that. That's the best about team sports, man. Some yeah. of the, still some of the, my best friends to this day grew up playing youth sports together. Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely like a bond that you don't, they don't get to, they, they don't get from other things. Did you play any team sports growing up, Andrea? Uh, no team. No, no team no sports. Team sport, just individual. What kind? Sports. What kind of individual sports? First was swimming. Oh wow! Okay. Yes, because I used to live in a close to a river, so it was like swimming all the time. Okay. And then. So would you actually race in the river, or yes. what? Damn! Now that see that sounds yes. hardcore. How how was that? That was probably pretty challenging. I feel like we. We like to do it against the current, uh-huh. so you make so much like you get so better doing that. Yeah, because I mean you're yes. literally fighting against uh-huh. yourself. It's like uh, running up an escalator. Yes, and then we have a pool close to my house too. Okay. So we were like river or pool, river or pool. So we were like always training. Very cool, very cool. And swimming to me is a you know oh. it's like one of the best workouts. It totally. uses your whole body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 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 impressive, especially especially up current. So yeah. good good for you, Andre. That's that, that's badass. Um, but you took that love for hockey, Spencer, and mm-hmm. uh, turned it into a fitness career. Um, what's the difference? So when you're at a like a conglomerate like Gold's Gym and you're a personal trainer, do you have your own clientele or do they kind of feed you clientele? You know, uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. It's, uh, well, they definitely, so you have to train members. So you can't just bring anyone in. Um, ah, so, so it has to be a Gold's Gym member and right. then you could train them. Got it. Right. So uh, it was a little bit of both. They actually had a pretty cool uh, system where, so for example, someone would sign up 
And then as part of their membership, they would get a free fitness assessment with a personal trainer. Ah. So that sort of feeds you clients and hopefully, you know, you do a free session and then you get them on a training program and, and that's how you end up with a lot of clients. Um, but then the other half of that is, you know, if you're, you're in need of clients, let's say you're trying to build your client book up, you're doing like cold calls and you're going up to members in the gym and saying, Hey, like maybe I have some pointers for you and, you know, and you show them some stuff and say, if you want, like come check out the personal training, you know, that type of thing. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and then I would say in comparison to like private training, kind of, as you said earlier, that's very much a drive your own business. That's very much, you're kind of doing all your own, um, what do you think the biggest struggle is? Is that, is that your biggest adversity being a personal trainer? I would say so. Yeah. Especially since I've been doing it for a long time now, I'm, I'm very familiar with programming and with nutrition and with, you know, coaching people on form and, and all that type of stuff. Um, that's sort of just, um, kind of in place already. And I know what I'm doing there. It's like second nature for you. You have right. a plan as soon as you meet the person. Yep. Yeah. That's very, very second nature. You know, you assess someone and you're like, okay, I, I know what to do with you basically, you know? So yeah, I would say the biggest thing is, is probably pushing for new clients. Cause you know, it's always, people can't afford to personal train their entire lives. You know yeah, what I mean? So hundred percent. Um, it's definitely sort of a premium service. So there's definitely like ups and downs, right? You have clients that fall off and then you try and bring in new clients and stuff like that. Yeah. Or you have clients that excel really well. And then they're like, all right, now Spencer's taught me how to do this. Now I'll do it myself. Yeah. Kind exactly, of. So yeah. Said, it's probably got to be a, a true struggle. Um, what type of clients do you, uh, if, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they want to get a hold of you, Hey, how do they do it? And what kind of clients do you look for when you're training people? Yeah. So, uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is, is probably Instagram. Yeah. You, you know, have great videos too, man. Yeah, a lot, a lot of really good knowledge that you're giving out there for free. So I think you're a great follow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's actually what I'm trying to do a little bit more. Actually, I've been talking to her about that is, is a lot more like coaching type stuff, a lot more educational. You know, I want to provide value even without people having to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Instagram, Spenny, uh, underscore fitness is, is the Instagram Spenny but, underscore fitness. Yep. Yep. Um, but I, I basically train anyone and everyone. So that's kind of the cool thing about working at a corporate environment is that, you know, I, they just feed you anyone. They're yeah. like, okay, this person, they might want to lose weight. They might yeah, want to get exactly. stronger. They might want to put on pounds. They might want to be able to run more. Yep. Yeah. So I went into it primarily coaching athletes, you know, cause again, I come from a hockey background. So growing up, I would kind of, you know, I would help out with younger teams and coach some of the younger kids and stuff like that. So that's where I came from. But then I got the chance to work with a lot more people. And so that gave me sort of the, the confidence and the comfort to be able to train kind of whoever. So, um, I actually had a client who in a year lost 121 pounds. Holy shit. Wow. In yeah. a year, one year, year. 121 pounds. Yeah. And, uh, he, he actually, uh, is a professor at Ventura high school right here. Really? So cool. Yeah. And he, um, he blew up on social media and it's, it's kind of funny. He'll, there's this one post in particular that will like, you know, like a random social media page will post it. And yeah. like every three or four months, that same picture will just like blow up again. It's, it's pretty cool. It's like a before and after picture of him. So that is so cool. Wow. That's life. Yeah. That's like, that's like beyond life changing, man. Yeah, that's it, it was, that's it incredible. Was huge. Yeah. So good for him and good for you to be able to keep him motivated to make that happen. That's not yeah. an easy task. Yeah. And he, I mean, credit to him. He, yeah. he crushed it. That was all, it was all 
his willpower and stuff like that. And, and I kind of was just the Sometimes you just need that path yeah. and then mm-hmm. that motivation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been extremely rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's, 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 that's incredible. Speaking of fun, fitness is fun. I want to know what Spencer's favorite fitness movement is in a gym or when you're training somebody, what's your favorite movement? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's a great question. Cause there's, there's so many, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to answer as a trainer. Yeah. Um, I would say rows. So like, like a barbell row or a dumbbell row or a cable row, just for that reason, because there's so many variations. That's what I was saying. What were we talking about? Bent over back yeah, straight yeah. up? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So, so I'll leave it at just general rows. Any kind uh, of row. Because there's so much variety and because, you know, you can change the exercise a little bit and it's going to target totally different areas and it's going to be good for you in different ways. You know, if I'm trying to target my core, then I'll do like a cable row where I could get a twist involved or. Oh, so you're even getting like oblique action mm-hmm, going and yep. you can really activate a yeah. couple different pieces of the core group. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say rows just because they're, they're so versatile. Yeah. They're, and I don't know, personally, I, I love doing them. So that's probably the other reason as well. That's all right. You got to be yeah. biased. That's why I asked yeah, you, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. Andrea, what's your favorite movement when you're in the gym? What do you want to see when uh, Spencer's giving you a workout or in the gym for your programming that day? Um, I like the squatting. Yeah. Yes. Back squats. Yes. Yeah. Back I can. Squats. I'm for some reason I no. cannot front. Now front squat. No, I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a to me front squats were like a rep thing. Like until I got the reps mm-hmm. in to get that like get the comfortableness of actually ha- holding it in the in the front position. It take it takes some reps. So that th- those type of movements are always hard. When it's like, well, how do you get better at that? It's like, well, you just gotta <laughs> keep doing it. Yeah. so to speak, or I mean, obviously mobility and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I'm with you too. Back squats is probably probably one of my favorite. Probably one of my favorite, or like single leg squats. Yes, so yeah, those too. Yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. single leg squats are always always fun for me. Um, now, opposite end, what do you not want to do when you go to the gym, Andrea? What's your most dreaded movement? Cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Any kind of cardio? Yes. Come on, you're swimming up current in yeah. a river. I mean, that's swimming like cardio. Is fun, okay. But like, Cardio, like in the stairmaster or that, whatever. No. See, that's to me, I would rather run than swim. To me, like swimming, it's so like when I'm when I'm running, I can control my breath. When I'm swimming, I feel like I'm consistently trying not to drown a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know how to swim, but I can't like whenever I'm trying to like freestyle or swim fast and put my head in the water and pull it out, I feel like I'm never actually taking a full breath. Oh, okay. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean that that's why I struggle. I'm sure you'd no, not, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> how about you, Spencer? What's the what's the worst case scenario when you go to the gym? I'd have to give the exact same answer. Cardio. Yeah. Yeah. And for the same reason too, I, you know, I got my cardio through playing hockey and that's fun, you know? So like I always had some fun way to do my cardio and, and you know, it's almost like a chore to do cardio. Now I still do it, Yeah, but you know, I got to be listening to music or a podcast. Yeah. It is something, something to take your mind off of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why I like CrossFit as a style of working out because they'll like trick you into thinking you're doing a workout that's not cardio like. And then it's (laughs) like, all of a sudden you notice like, holy shit, my heartbeat was like stuck at like pegged at like 160 for the last like 15 18 minutes so yeah. it's just like i did some running so that's where i like it. it like does a little mental spin on me for me it, wor- it works out well that way um but it's really cool that you guys worked out so well as business partners but tell me a little more about the story you mentioned you guys had met at the gym but i mean I, there's got to be more to it other than just meeting at the gym and saying hey let's start a business how did how did you guys land on those topics and get into the get into the position to start majesty fit yeah, I think, um, you know, it was really cool. 
this is something I was going to, I was thinking about earlier when, when you were talking to her about being an entrepreneur. Um, I think we were both very, you know, business minded, obviously being a personal trainer, you kind of have to be in. Yeah. She has had tons of entrepreneur experience. And what I thought was really cool was, um, you know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but never kind of took that step. Mm-hmm. And so I've had friends growing up who, um, you know, we always, you always talk with your friends about, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. And, let's yeah. start this. Yeah, let's start and, that. Yep. And it never happens, you <laughs> yeah. know? And 100%. so um, I still have those conversations. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, so I said that to her or she said it to me or something and it was like an instant, like, yes. And then it was kind of like, yeah, you know, like you really want to. And then it was like, yeah, like hundred percent, let's do it right now. And I think literally that day, yeah, that day we started planning out names and, and stuff like that. Uh, so we're going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> so See, that's, that's key too, to just like, not just say it and that's it. Like say it and then make an action yes. about it. Yeah, it, was, it was literally right then and there. We just, we sat down and we opened up a notebook and we're like, okay, let's do this. So. Um, that was really cool. And then I think in, in regards to being business partners, um, we sort of have opposite strengths and weaknesses, which is really cool. Um, she's very, very good at the, like day to day, like, okay, today, this, 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 the this operations part operations. Uh-huh. And that's sort of my weakness, you know? So I, I get very distracted easily and stuff like that. Um, and then I'm good at sort of the, okay here's a great idea for like, we can work towards it for the next three to six months. You so know, the long-term goals, like striding yeah, out for those. Yeah. So planning things out and stuff like that. So that's been really cool for us. And it's worked really well for us as we sort of have opposite strengths and weaknesses like that. And, um, yeah, that definitely works to our advantage. That's great. That's the perfect combo right there. You need yeah. somebody with the, with the, with the far sight, and then you need somebody yeah. with the near sight running every day to day. And mm-hmm. you keep setting that far sight goal out there. And then the day to day, keeps it getting towards that goal so exactly yeah, yeah. It pushes you we push each other push in each that other way, exactly so, so yeah. she pushes you to keep putting that bar forward because she keeps everything moving towards those mm-hmm. long-term 100%. goals yeah. that's money that's awesome so i have a question when you guys were doing the resistance bands was the name already majesty fit or did you have another name before then yeah the name was, yeah. was majesty oh fit majesty fit yeah. right from the jump yes. yep. Yep. all right so we had the name we had the logo kind of right off the bat yeah oh very cool yeah. that's awesome that, that's that's really cool that 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 was where you landed Right from the get go, no second guessing. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of. I think as as soon as we said the name, yeah, we, we kind of knew. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's the way it works. When it's right, it's right. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the way it is. And there's no second guessing. And then there's also no second guessing for any guest that comes to the yellow table. Every single episode and every single guest always gets a random question from Mambo. And today's random <laughs> question is brought to you by Sweet Fuel by Jewel. They are fantastic, delicious tasting protein bars and supplements and cookie bites in tons of different flavors. Uh, my go-to is definitely the lemon blueberry. Had one for breakfast this morning after a workout. It's fantastic. Um, so here, Spencer and Andrea, is your random questions from Mambo. All right, ladies first, Andrea, uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Bali. Bali, nice. Mm-hmm. You had that one ready to oh, go. Man. We always mm-hmm. talk about that. Have you been there before? No, but I heard it's beautiful, and I've seen videos, and the cost of the living is better than here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to this, because I, I think she answered before I even finished Seriously. the sentence. Yeah. Sentence. Yeah. Seriously, that was like, <laughs> that was like yeah. literally coming straight out. That was coming straight out. I thought you were going to say Miami. No. <laughs> uh, Miami, you want to talk about cost of living. My God, yeah. you could probably buy Bali for what you can buy a condominium mm-hmm. for in Miami. Yeah. Uh, so, nice. Yeah, Bali's a good one. 
All right. What? Uh, same same question for you. We got another question, but same question for okay, you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I might have to go with. Uh, I might have to go with Bali as well. But if I had to mix it up a little, for the bit, sake of debate, Spencer. Right. Right. I would say um, I haven't been to Europe. I really want to travel to Europe. Uh, okay. So I'll kind of leave that leave that off the table just, just because I haven't Europe. experienced yet. Um, but I would say I actually really liked Miami. Yeah. So I w- I would maybe say Miami. Yeah. Have you been, so so you've been to Miami before. Yeah, we've been a couple times. Twice. Oh, yeah, okay, twice. cool. Yeah. So uh, just for leisure, just on a trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. So I loved Miami. I love the the atmosphere there. Um, I love the weather. It's it's a little bit humid, which I don't like as much, but the yeah. weather is fantastic. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. I would like I would like Miami because I'm a Dolphins fan. I've never been there <laughs> okay. before. Yeah. I've never been there before, but just being a Dolphins fan puts that one puts that one a little bit forward. But man, if I had to pick anywhere in the world though, geez. I've always really had this infatuation with Greece. Uh, okay. I've been to quite a few places. I've never been to Greece, but man, Greece just always looks amazing. The food looks delicious. The people always generally seem happy. Every Greek person I've ever met is usually a really cool, badass person. Yeah. So I just feel like Greece would be a good place. Never been there, so I don't know. I could end up going on a trip. Hopefully I do one day and not not like it at all. But right now, <laughs> without being there at all, I would go and live the rest of my life in Greece. I think I would give that answer uh, if I was answering for my wife. She I wants Greece. She wants to go to Greece, but what do you got? I, I'm up? not. I'm not really a beach person, but yeah. I would want to li- live by the beach. Like I feel like living somewhere. after living this close to the beach your whole life, you couldn't go just all inland. No, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. but I would want to live somewhere like yeah. tropical, yeah. Uh, somewhere where it's not like. Uh, I mean, I love Ventura County, but I just feel like you know, it's always work life. Yeah, but somewhere where mm-hmm. you just chill by the beach. Oh yeah. The stuff you see in movies. I always yeah. say, I always tell my wife we're going to retire in St. Lucia. Also, never been there. Either. I think we seen. I think we seen like a House Hunters episode or something like that. But I got a plan. I'm always like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna have this house. We're gonna have to find a way to buy another house, and then we'll sell one of them when we retire and use that to buy the house in St. Lucia. So the whole plan is there. But now we just yeah. gotta start. We gotta start making it happen. Yeah. All right. So we got a uh, 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 Spencer. We got your your uh, random question, and I think this is gonna. Uh, we're all going to dream right about now, right? All right. Okay. Let's do it. Dreamland. If, if you won the 1.5 billion po- Powerball jackpot. Is it 1.5 billion right now? Yes. 1.5 oh, billion. Yes. I got to buy a ticket. Yeah. Uh, what would be the first thing you do? Ooh. Um, probably buy a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think buy a house. Um, I, I was going to say car, but no, I think I'd buy a house. Yeah, and then probably immediately just invest a lot of it into the business uh just because that would help so much you know but yeah i would Man, say you would think we wouldn't want a business after that just yeah. invest the money <laughs> yeah yeah just buy a business that's already there set go, and yeah. ready to run itself yeah. not one that you have to do shit with just right. buy yeah. one that buy uh i don't know yeah i don't know which one you could buy that's dead set for a decent price but yeah 1.5 billion i'm sure you could find oh, one yeah. that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. turnkey yeah uh, yeah i'd yeah. buy a house 100 i'd buy uh, maybe two yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like maybe one here, one Miami, one in Bali. You know. Okay, where's the spot? Where would you buy the house at first? Where Where are you from in Ventura County? Are you from Ventura County or? Um, not originally. I I sort of grew up in I not grew up. I spent my childhood in Orange County. Oh, okay, in so, Orange County. Yeah, so I'm from Southern California. Gotcha. And then I've lived in Ventura County most of my life. Um, 
So that'd be, that's a tough question because I love Orange County. As you say, you're going to go OC or yeah, BC? Could, What's yeah, it going to be? you could go to like uh, Laguna Beach or Newport yeah. Beach or something like that would be a really nice spot for like just a You'll have the bankroll for it. Yeah, yes. right on the beach. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like you were talking about, just walk down to the beach, relax, you know, perfect. So I, but that, but then you have houses like that up here too. So yeah. it's, it's kind of, yeah, that's a tough choice. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can make a wrong one though. I so. know. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's <laughs> the, the 1.5. Billion? Yeah. You can make a lot yeah. of wrong choices before you even notice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Andrea, what are you buying? A house by Miami. Oh, in Miami. Okay. All right. Solid choice. Solid choice. Jason? If I had to, I would say the first thing I'd buy is plane tickets to St. Lucia and then a <laughs> connecting flight from there to fucking Greece. <laughs> Check it out. And then pick which one of those countries I want to buy that house in. Yeah. So something like that. But yeah, I would, I would instantly just... Go online with the wife and book the most gnarliest vacation we oh, possibly yes. could. You know, just literally leave that night. Like, grab as whatever clothes that we need just to get on the plane. Don't even bring no bags with us. We'll mm-hmm. buy all the shit yeah. wherever we go. And Damn, just, just literally just pull the trigger like that. Just spin the globe that I got out in the freaking uh, <laughs> garage, point somewhere, and then buy a plane ticket for it and leave. You know what? Everything you guys said, that's just like a small yeah, chip say, of like, the one point yeah. five billion. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It is. But I, I think I would I would put like maybe like thirty five million aside for myself. Yeah. And then just have fun and give away a lot of money. I'd probably yeah, put thirty five yeah, million dollars yeah. on whatever football yeah. game is on that night. <laughs> oh, yeah. You would bet. Yeah. <laughs> you probably like, lose it. Bet. <laughs> what, what, this guy what, likes to bet, so yeah. Yeah, it'd be scary. I, I, I'm a responsible gambler, though. Okay, yeah. thirty five million is a drop in the bucket, right? It's yeah. like it's like thirty five bucks, and you got one point five billion. You know, and, I could but, already see the headline: Man <laughs> bets one point five billion on black <laughs> and loses. It'd be red, man. It would be red. if I did it. It'd be red. If I did. It'd be red. Okay, now spin off of your random question. Would you take a lump sum or an annuity? Like where they pay you out? Would you just say, give me all the cash now? Oh, no, I would. They the have payments? The, yes. They the do payments. like payments yes. over like 20 years if you want, or you can get one lump sum payment. Is, is there a difference? Yes, they yeah. take a lot of They taxes. take a lot more right, right out front yeah. where, where they tax the payments, but it's not it's as not much. Big, yeah. I would do the payments, I think. Yeah, and yeah. then you can't blow it all either because mm-hmm. right. you can blow yeah. it all in one year. Like yeah. you could blow you could blow fifty million in one year, but then the next year you get another fifty million or yeah. whatever it is. So. Yeah. Man, that's still a lot to blow yeah. in a in a that's year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean you have to go MC hammer I just know. Yeah. fucking. Would nuts. you would take the payments? I take the lump sum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I take the lump sum. I, I have to get the details. Nuts. I have yeah. to get the details. What yeah. if I die? I always feel like True. they put a freaking yeah. hit on yeah. your head. Whoever the mafioso is of the lottery <laughs> is gonna be like, Ah, he picked the annuity, send somebody to his house next year yeah yeah i think i would i would get it all yeah 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 i think i looked into it and you still get like seven seven hundred and fifty some million still. after taxes yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah i wonder if you would get any taxes back because you know how they always say like if you get a large lump sum oh they tax the crap out oh. of you but then they overtax you so they have to pay you back i wonder if you would get the 757 million and, and then, then file your taxes and says they taxed you for 750 million you get like a hundred million dollar tax return or something yeah that'd be a dream that'd be yeah. an epic tax bonus, return yeah. yeah yeah but uh man didn't didn't cost us a dream right now. No, no, it's yeah. fun, man. I was literally, I was like thinking, I'm all pumped up. Like, come on, I'm gonna go home yeah. and buy some plane tickets now. Yeah. Um, 
Well, everybody listening, I highly recommend you definitely don't need to win $1.5 billion to check out Majesty Fit and get yourself some dope drip for the gym next time you guys go. Um, I really think that your guys' clothes looks amazing. What you're wearing right now fits you guys great. Looks amazing. I'm digging the hat. Can't wait to rock it after this show. Um, but I'm even more happy that I got to meet you guys and hear your story. So thanks for coming to the Yellow Table and joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. This was uh, this was the first podcast or anything like that we've ever done. So uh, this was a ton of fun, and you know we're so excited to be here, and it's ton of fun talking to you guys and and getting to know you. So yeah, thank you very very definitely. Much. Hopefully we get to collab some more, and uh, yeah, just uh, check them out. MajestyFit.com. You're at uh, Spenny underscore Fitness, right? And mm-hmm. Andrea Columbia Fit. Andrea Columbia Fit. Those are IG handles. Check them out and check out all their great gear. But thanks again for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you guys. so much. All right. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Make sure you guys give us a follow, follow at Persistence Culture. Keep moving.